A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, the emergency alert came and went. We're living in a post- Emergency alert society. I have to say, as I said, I was very unimpressed and I found it to be kind of a flop. There was too much warning and it (laughs) didn't feel um, urgent enough. Not enough alert. Yeah, I would have preferred a little more drama, a little more flair. I know. I I actually think it would be more uh, vital to not tell anyone as if it was like a real emergency and like see how people react. I think that would be... Give them a jump scare. That would probably cause a lot of like accidents and chaos, perhaps. But I think in a true emergency, there's no warning. Yeah. If you're really trying to elicit fear out of the masses, which I do kind of believe that's what an emergency oh, alert is for. 100%. It's best, best practices when trying to incite chouse. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. America loves chouse. So we, I think America would kind of be like, they like love that. it, but like people get to choose. It's a, it's not just like total chouse at all times, <laughs> which I am a huge fan of. Just like one hundred percent chouse. Like if it <laughs> if it's gonna go down that road, like let her fucking rip. Wow, that's my stance. Like I don't like like sometimes some like, chouse and some chouse that's not okay it's like it really fucks with me i'm like very all or nothing when it comes to chouse you want like pandemonium yeah i just want like fucking outback steakhouse no rules just right okay i, I, I don't I, want, I, like, that's american i don't want riots in the streets no but i want like just people saying whatever the fuck they want like i want like no rules you want and like- i want like People wilding out and just going like full blown loco. You want people having like dance battles? Yeah, I want like no decorum anymore. Just like utter bedlam. Yeah, 
but without not violence violent, not or violent destruction. Bedlam. Yeah, I'm not talking about like civil war. I don't want that. That's a kind of chouse, like war-like chouse. I'm not a fan of. Do you like chouse at like Target, like before like a storm or like? Is that no, what you're talking about? No, so I'm you're not talking, talking about. about like, I'm not talking about prepper. Like, do I'm not talking about like going to the grocery store and frantically buying yeah, hamburger. You're talking helper. about like. I'm talking about just like people going hey, fucking nuts. Yeah, like going to Starbucks and them going, "Hey, bitch, what do you want?" And like <laughs> you're just like, "What?" Like I want to be taken aback by how I want people to get really real. Like okay. I, think I want the rules of society and like politeness to cease because i think that no one really thinks that anyways like no one wants to be doing what they're doing i would say maybe 20 percent of people like really want to be doing what they're doing at any given time so i want people to just get like real as fuck about it i get that i like the idea of like an uncanny moment of just being like someone just being like hey faggot and yeah you're like oh hi but not like aggressive no 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 like, like another gay to, not in time to incite violence no 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 i'm talking about like a gay barista being like hey faggot to me and i'd be like hey faggot yeah like a familiarity yeah when i want like ultra familiarity and like honesty you want no boundaries i want i want like raw honesty wow. which i think is chouse you want like 3 a.m conversations mm-hmm. in the middle of the street at 1 p.m yeah okay I think that's possible. Or like morning time. Yeah. Um, but that alert was not Chouse. No, that was pussy ass shit. I, I was expecting more, but also it is just to instill fear and keep us on our toes, which is such a government thing. Yeah, I'm over um, it. It reminded me of when the police were just like setting off like sonic booms during the summer of 2020 and just keeping us on our toes. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm um, not into it. I need to give a shout out to this podcast true anon i'm like deeply obsessed with true anon yeah it's the best podcast in the game no i didn't i i'm late to true anon i like this podcast true anon no i okay the seminal pod, the... edgelord podcast true anon i just they're so i love their banter they're like us in a parallel universe if we were both straight <laughs> and <laughs> i'm just into their i just love it and i love the way they're like so researched and i'm on a full Epstein spree right now. Yeah, they're consummate professionals. They're God. at the top of their game in their chosen field. I want them to come on our pod. They're doing the damn thing. They really are. Weirdly, outside of like fighting in a war, Brace and I have had very like parallel lives. Really? Because he was a troubled teen who was mm. sent to wilderness and therapeutic boarding school, I'm pretty sure. Wow. So he knows like that whole drill. And he's had issues with like addiction, right? I think yeah, he's I talked think about so. that. And so from like one troubled teen to another, I'm like, it's good to I see, see it's good to see a fellow troubled teen out there fucking potting. dominating. Potting. <laughs> dominating the podcast space. No, I just two I'm, of us make it this far, so it's like it's really good to see someone that's like doing the damn thing. Yeah, I just they're so appealing and like two of us make it this far to talking into the void in their living room. <laughs> to West Coast, but I, I, yeah, I just they're so their voices are just so good, and I love Liz's like cadence, mm-hmm. and I just I'm just they're heroes of mine. Yeah, they're great, and they're so fucking funny, and I literally laugh out loud at the like howard stern-esque sound effects they chime in like their sound effects they're 
from top to bottom, it's an A plus show. Like they mentioned that Prince, Ant- like Young Tomsky, a- their producer. Oh, he's incredible, and he's I love- also a really good follow on Instagram. Oh, I have to follow him. Oh, he's posting lots of body pics. Is he hot? Mm-hmm. Oh damn. Okay, I love when he chimes in, but I. There was this one moment in an early, early episode where they're talking about how Prince Andrew allegedly like sold arms dealing to <laughs> Gaddafi. And, I'm sure. And when Brace mentioned it, Liz just went, hold up, <laughs> Gaddafi. And then you hear, where from Kill Bill. And I'm, mm-hmm. I was literally on the elliptical just heaving because it's just the way they do it is so good. I know I'm like late to it and they've been at it for a few years, but I'm like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. This podcast. Truth. I know. I, I love know. that. No, I love yeah, that. Don't very... say cut. We're keeping it. No, I'm I into it. it. I, I, I'm just, I needed to just like shout them out. I need to shout out this podcast, Otherworld, that's by Jack Wagner oh. from Yeah, But Still. Yeah. And I'm late to that one, but Caroline told me I needed to get on it and it is so good. Caroline. Yeah. Caroline, our girl. Mm-hmm. We have a. I have an assistant. Laura has an assistant. <laughs> like, we have an assistant. Laura has an assistant that I get to witness being an assistant, and she's amazing. We mm-hmm. love Caroline. Um, um, But I was listening to it because I've been cooking again, which is shocking. <laughs> I truly didn't see it for myself. But I went to Italy, and I realized, like, Mamma Mia, I got to get in the kitchen. You did mention... I belong in La Cucina. Recently, you said, I'm cooking. I'll I'll text you in a bit. And I went, oh, She's, I know, it was a little curveball. She went, I went, wow, she's in the zone. Okay. I'm cooking, I'm cooking um, up a storm these days, but I... It's accompanying your cooking? Well, the thing, my like thing when I cook is like I listen to podcasts. Like that's why I really stopped listening to podcasts because I don't have to drive many places. And so if I'm not cooking and not driving, I'm just like sitting in silence. <laughs> and so, <laughs> or me, like maybe Charles. listening to some music when I remember that like I like music, but to discover a brand new podcast. And it's hard because I'm like, I'm picky about the podcast that I want to listen to and to discover something that I now have like 50 episodes of to to like really get into. I'm like so pleased. Well, I, I, as a a former guest of Yeah, but still, um, I know Jack was, he was really interested in that video that you and I talked about that we've, you know, talked about a bunch of times about the ghost girl. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I know that he's like super into that and I feel like he's like very well, well researched with all that so i'm i'm really excited to listen he did i love like his passion for it and like him finding people to tell their stories is really cool and like he brought up an interesting point which is that because he's been doing this podcast for a while but he was like when people are going through a really dark period in their lives i've noticed like a parallel between like having supernatural experiences and like going through like personal or like dark, like low energy struggles. And I was like, that makes a ton of sense. And I think he's onto something and like uncovering like deep metaphysical secrets via this podcast, this podcast and this podcast we speak of. And I'm like, he's doing something really important. He might be a genius. I think genius confirmed. Genius confirmed. Um, no, I that makes sense to me because my friends were telling used to say that they thought 
my apartment in, in Brooklyn when I was going through addiction was haunted. And I think I was like experiencing paranormal something. Yeah. And I think when you're... I think you open the door to that when you're having like a deep psychotic struggle. Yeah. And <laughs> I think when you're doing... When you're in Slim Jim Toggles era, the ghosts come and knock. No. And I think when you're like destructing, self-destructing like that, like you're sort of close to death. And I think the the veil is lifted a little. So I think I invited in it thins out demonic the, energy. The I demons was are like, hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. We want in on this. Hey, queen. We in this. Can I get a bite of that Slim Jim? Let me get that Slim Jim. Hey, I know you have a Slim Jim under your pillow. Can I get a couple nipples off that? No, it was literally like I looked down and it's on the floor going, you know, yeah. I was possessed. I really, my, our friend Renee, our mutual friend, she said she believes I was possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. And I think I was. Some people believe addiction is like a demonic possession. It is in some ways. I mean, it's, yeah, more than some ways. But that's an interesting theory. I'm going to I'm gonna tap into that. I love, yeah, I love having like. You'll get freaked out. I just kept thinking like, whoa, Carrie's going to be freaked out by this. I love it. I love like a well, a, just a huge desert filled with oasises of podcast content to, to I know I need a more podcast recs because I'm committed to my protein focused lifestyle which mm. requires me to do a lot of cooking so anyone else now that you know what podcasts I like yeah other world true and on Tim Dillon Tim Dillon's so good sorry don't say it um no and I oh you the one you told me about that I was really into earlier this year was about the girl who like catfished her cousin. Sweet Bobby. <sighs> that was incredible. Think about that all the time. Honestly, would love to meet Simron or for Simron's story to be told because I'm a fan. She should be on the pod. You know who else I want on the pod? Bedbugs from Paris. Paris has been What's hit- the deal with the bedbugs in Paris? So I guess it's been hit hard. The mayor said no one is safe. The deputy mayor said no one in Paris is safe. It's not only hitting hotels, but it's like everywhere in the city. People Wait, are reporting. How did this happen? I don't know. And like Fashion Week, are they going to bring him back to LA and New York? That's what I worry about. Well, did they bring them there? Who Maybe. brought them there? I don't know. They're everywhere. I need more details. I'll read. Hold on. I found it. A widespread bed bug outbreak is taking over Paris during Fashion Week. <laughs> No one is safe. The transport minister, Clement Boone, has vowed to reassure and protect the public by convening a meeting of public transport operators to establish countermeasures. They're across public spaces. There's a widespread outbreak of bedbugs across public spaces in the capital. Cinemas, the airport, on the trains, on the metro. And they're all very worried because... Next year is the Olympics in Paris, the 2024 Summer Olympics. So they're expecting tourists to flock to the city next year, like obviously in the millions and hundreds of thousands. Is it Summer Olympics? Yeah, I think so. When so are they? Next year, 2024. But like what t- era of the summer? It's always in August, end of July, early August. And then it's like for like a month. But they're that they're trying to they're eradicate this. I hope these bedbugs take down the Olympics. Honestly, fuck the Olympics. I'm over the Olympics. Who cares? And who needs them? Well, they... best of luck to the athletes. I love that for them. But I'm also like enough is enough. But I mean, they do. The Olympics causes a lot of havoc in the cities. Like when they're they're already planning to like down in 
LA where it's going to take place in a few years? Like they're already like going to. We're already in Olympic mode here. Olympic fever's already hit. They're like, we'll finally have have stopped construction on LAX by 2028. Um, according to the, oh god, they're flat parasitic insects. I don't know they're flat. Yeah, they're flat. I love that you don't know anything about bed bugs. Well, that's just. I'm, I mean, I lived in New York. I'm well aware that bed bugs are like. But I know, like. I don't know so what much they about look them. like. I know, I know what I know they, they look like. I know they bite. I know like what I've seen. I've been in a hotel once where there were bed bugs. No. Yeah. Which, and an where? extended stay. Oh, of course. But yeah, I know. It's like I know what to look for. The dropping, like everything. Mm. I guess they affect. They basically disappeared from France in the fifties. Live uh, the rise in global travel accessibility led to a surge in the nineties, and three years ago. France launched an anti-bed bug effort. A telephone hotline? Oh my god. That seems really like what good is that going to do? 11% of French households last year were experiencing bed bugs. That's like a tremendous amount. Wow. Adding that such occurrences were not linked to wealth. Bed bugs are not classist. No, that's well, like I kind of the lice. Yeah, the I was lice wondering thing. like why cuz when I was traveling this summer, mm. I saw these luggage wrapping stations in the airport where mm. you like pay and then someone just wraps your luggage in like saran wrap from head to toe and then sends it. I was like, what is this about? Like, I Bed just bugs. truly didn't understand. And then I asked my friend, she was like, pests. It's like, it's actually kind of like biblical. Yeah. It's medieval. I think that. We'll probably experience more, like, bug infestations. Because of, like, rising temperatures? Probably, or just, like, there's just so much... Bed bugs, like, it's, like, such a travel thing, I think. You just... They hop on your clothes. They travel. They love to travel. No one loves traveling more than bed bugs. <laughs> they take our France. They are truly, like, we're, we're all <laughs> heading to Paris for Fashion Week. They're really chic, honestly. I know. That's like a really chic time of the year to go. <laughs> They're, They're like Aspen in the winter, but Paris first. PFW. <laughs> PFW. Charles we're jetting right down to Cannes afterwards for a quick romp, and then we're going to go hop and swing London before <laughs> heading back to New York. Oh, they love, I'm sure they love I'm going to be London. in New York for Christmas, Rockefeller Center. Happy know. Christmas from New York. And they mm-hmm. send postcards. No, I'm into like, where will the bed bugs pop up next? But it is, I think, just also, like, the crumbling infrastructure of, like, just the planet in general. Like, every city is going through, like, kind of a flop era right now. I feel like that will just lead to Except more... Except I think Rome is really... Rome? Rome seemed like it was not flopping. Well, that's good. Yeah. Roma. Roma. I'm, I would probably say it's safe to say there's bed bugs in Roma. I think there's bed bugs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always at risk. Bed bugs, bed bugs everywhere. Um, but I wanted to get back to like the supernatural talk mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. I became aware of a woman who says that she had sex with a ghost every night for twenty years, but she dumped him when she saw he had fangs in the face of a gargoyle. <laughs> she was a Colombian woman. <laughs> Paula Flores from Colombia claimed she had sex with a ghastly spirit. She's had sex with multiple ghosts in her life. She has fucked this ghost for over 20 years her relationship started when she was young and that the frisky ghoul visited her every night while she slept every night 
she claimed that he always initiated it and she ended up falling in love with the charismatic specter, even enjoying a 20 year long passionate fling with him. Wow. That's a lot of work to be fucking every night for that 20 also years. Feels like you fell in love with your rapist a bit. Yeah. If a specter comes to you at night demanding sex, demanding sex, and you, you feel like it's, it seems like it started out semi unconsensual. Like, yeah, he I, groped her, and she was like, okay, but then fell in love with him. She's been a little, like, Stockholmed. A, a little, little bit, but a little then the she, it took 20 years, but then she saw the light, and this, she said, one day I was lying down when I felt a hand move from my feet to my chest. It was strange. I was scared. From that moment on, he started coming to me like a spirit to have sex with me. So he really came on to her, came on too strong. Then she fell in love. They fucked for 20 years. And then she saw his face. She said he was a very big man. But the day I caught a glimpse of him, he had fangs in the face of a gargoyle. That's like that moment in Rosemary's Baby when she's like, this is no dream. This is really happening. And you see <laughs> Satan's face. It could just be also like a man coming into a room But then she also said the last her. time I saw his face was when I didn't want to continue. But I'm like, how are you fucking someone for 20 years? The dick must be really good if you're like, I don't even need to like look at your face. I don't need any sign mm-hmm. of like what you look like. Just give me that ghost dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, also, it could, it could be like a metaphor for something. Like Yeah, someone... but also like it's like what it, was she going through 20 years ago or what was going on around her that like the veil thinned and then a demon came to demand sex. Demand sex. And Every night for court her. almost half a quarter of a century psychologist a psychologist said paula's case is not at all common (laughs) in fact demonic cases are extremely isolated but then a parapsychologist said her account is credible and he said that she was probably in a relationship with an incubus oh not a succubus an incubus an incubus is a demonic entity it is lower a lower astral entity and we describe all those that look like maggots as low vibrational i don't know what that what does that mean like the they face specialize of a... in grabbing people and taking their energy i know a lot of people like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sur- i'm actually like i'd say mo- i'd say a good one third of people in la are incubus i'd say three fourths oh wow emotional vampires incubi incubi that's pretty wild i love that she she was like i'll bite you would think like it would be almost like a beauty and the beast thing where she's like i still love you no matter what you look like no, she, she saw that get out of here gargoyle, my love gargoyle. Has you're hideous her love is conditional you would think that an incubus could also just be like i'll be hot now i'm a shapeshifter maybe that's part of their curse is like they can't change forms. They have to remain like a burly gargoyle. I like that this this guy said they take the form of a maggot. That's disgusting. I don't love that. So you have I to fuck a maggot? That. Don't love that. Wait, really? Speaking of real, Grimes is... Laura discovered today, which I already knew this, but Laura was shocked to know that Grimes and Elon's third child, a girl, is named Saeb Rael. Well, their daughter, their si- the middle child, oh, is a daughter named Exa Dark Sidrael, <laughs> or oh, otherwise known as Y. I, I just like tech mechanic is the after new they one. had a, a XAE. 
yeah, after they had a kid named like Beep Beep Boop, I was like, I'm done following. <laughs> You've looped out. I was like, love this for them, yeah. but like, I can't take this on right now. Mm-hmm. So like, go with God. Mm-hmm. But then reading today, Exodark Sidereel, I was like, wait, that's cool. Sidereel. I want to name. I if I ever am to have a child or get another dog, I'm gonna try and do like a AE. A little elvish. Something in their name will be like that. Like maybe it won't be common knowledge, but if I just spell it out, it mm-hmm. will be like that. Or it'll be like part of their nickname. Grimes is suing him to mm-hmm. get custody of their kids, which she filed off. a petition. Yeah. It's a messy, messy scene. Yeah. Speaking of dark side rail, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Let's do it. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Sad Rest. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. Queens. Meredith and Seth are dining and recapping. The horror-filled weekend in Palm Springs. Is Seth just in a blackout at all times? He's an alcoholic. After watching this scene, I was like, Meredith locks Seth's dick. He's in Locktober. He's having Locktober right now. By the way, thank you for... We had a really good conversation on Patreon about it. There were some people who were experts in In locking. locking, Really school us in a non-aggressive way. I learned a lot about locking... And I also decided to do a little research of my own, and I watched some locking videos. You did. I watched some like doms doing their locking, mm-hmm. and I learned about like the washing because that was my biggest thing. Is I'm like, how does one wash their lock? You wa- you just take you just it off open to water, wash. yeah, or you can take it off to wash. But if I was the key master <laughs> there would be no taking off they have to they have to you find a way to wash yeah get a toothbrush in there <laughs> yeah figure it out <laughs> i'm i really like think this is a journey that you should go on i'm curious yeah yeah um but seth so is like what we- happened and meredith goes i'm still digesting everything that went on so we get to the trixie motel <laughs> And and then they cut back to them arriving and Angie being there as a surprise. So Meredith just recaps what happens. But Seth is like, he's so drunk. He's always drunk. Really? The last two times we've seen him in this season. He's been having a little sip. He's been like, hey. I just think he's locked. That's what, But maybe I'm conflating the two. He goes, what the frick? What the frick is the rumor about her? And that's when I was like, his dick is locked up. Or he has like a vibrating butt plug up his ass right now, and Meredith has a little remote, and every so often she's going. Mm. She so reaches in her not, pocket and is like, mm. he's trying not to speak so much because he's gonna go like that. Mm-hmm. But Meredith also had a bottle of, of sparkling water with a little lemon or a little orange in it, and I thought for a second she was drinking a martini and a glass of wine, which I was like, <laughs> that, that would be cool. That would be a coup. Mm-hmm. Get a little of both. He might also just be on edibles. Yeah, he might also just be like getting into old age. You know, some men just become like dog, like dogs, not in the sense of they become like docile. Yeah, they just get docile over time. 
for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby girl Lisa goes to a facial place to meet Meredith to get facials. I'm actually very moved by their sisterhood returning because they actually get along so well when they're together. I love them together. But I also do get the sense that Meredith is having to like kiss the ring or she knows that it's in her best interest to like align herself with Barlow. I do think that Lisa cracks Meredith up more than anyone on the show. Yeah, she's legitimately the funniest person. So she gets like this thing where you go and get your face scanned and they do the best facial based on like your skin type. You go get your skin photographed and you have to become a jack-o'-lantern head Mm -hmm. and then they're like point out your like horrific skin to you (laughs) and then they're like we're gonna fix this we're gonna do everything we can lisa goes this is better than when i went tanning she goes you know i'm i got banned from the tanning salon in in park city and meredith's like what happened and she goes well i came in there for an event and they said i said i want to be tan right now and they said you can't you've done it too much and i said i want to be tanned they said it was closing in 30 minutes. And I said, let me tan. No, let me tan. Let me tan. And they wouldn't. And she goes, it escalated. And then I got an email. I got an email from corporate saying, thank you for your eight years of patronage, but no longer will you be allowed to come. And Meredith just dies. I'm obsessed. I think like it's important to be like banned from certain spaces. She's like, if I ever saw Lisa freaking out at someone in public... I would hope that no one would like Karen her and we just watch and wonder. I would intervene on her behalf and I'd be like, no, you don't understand. You need to let her do whatever she wants. You need to give it to her. You say, let her tan. Let her tan. (laughs) No, you don't understand. She needs to tan. Let her tan. I hope that Lisa is exempt from Karen. Yeah. Like she can't be. No. Because she's not. But like if anyone sees lisa barlow in distress you need to immediately insert yourself into the situation as backup but you need to do it with a lisa barlow voice imagine not only chorus of barlow's yeah like not only you me but like a man like the post office like a postal service person walking in Mm -hmm. a guy like who's kind of like this very like typical straight guy he turns and goes no let her tan. And it's like a hive mind. Please let her tan. Please let her tan. No, we need her to tan. We need her to tan. It's like minions, but yeah. just Lisa Barlow voice instead of like a minion appearance. And the and tanning the salon sound. employee is just like over. She's like lost in like a chorus of like, let her tan. Let her tan. Please let her tan. You must let her overpower tan. whoever's yeah. trying to ruin Lisa's day mm-hmm. and then use collective strength to get them to bend to baby girl Lisa's will. Lisa is able to control like with a hive power. She is a queen bee of sorts. Yeah, we all become her drones. Seeing them get facials is very soothing. I like that Lisa didn't take off her eye makeup. Lisa was also very distressed to be in. She (laughs) hates any time her face is like not exactly how she wants to do it. She goes, she sees her picture in the machine and she goes, I don't like that. I don't like that. She's, oh no she sees her jack-o'-lantern head and she goes oh my god it's, it's, <laughs> it was a weird it looks weird i was like i'm getting a facial i made some moves and i'm gonna get one <laughs> it's a real power move on a facial facialist behalf like 
to make such an unflattering oh, angle no. and then point out all your flaws mm-hmm. and be like, we're the only ones that can fix this mm-hmm. is very like sub dom energy. Um, Monica meets Whitney at the, the a bar restaurant to have a little lunch. Her life is Charles. Who? Monica. When she says that her she, everyone lost her dog, I was like, you need to get a handle on your life. Whitney goes, how is it, how are the kids while you were gone? And she goes, well, you know, my dog was lost, but because of the internet, you can report dogs missing now. She was found the next day. I was like, what? I think like when on? some dogs are like escape artists and they want to escape, but I really do think that like to cry for help when a pet is when there's like something bad afoot with a pet it's a sign of like a much larger dysfunction sometimes they want to be lost sometimes a dog has yearns to be lost like you you know everyone knows a dog that is like just gonna run away but like not all dogs most dogs want to stay so and most dogs want to like be around you and live so like if something's happening where that's like not the case then we should all be examining that there this dog was seeking to be extracted i think from the monica household i don't know her last name that do- <laughs> yeah me neither she's just monica Monica period she's really monica period is a really good name for her whitney tells monica that her behavior <laughs> well was first a- whitney orders her food and she goes i will try your burrata salad <laughs> i will try the burrata and pear and monica I goes love it. i love cajun i'll do some cajun I was, like, I was like, what is this restaurant? Okay. So then Whitney tells Monica, yeah, her behavior was a bit of a red flag for me in Palm Springs. It makes me doubt you as an investment in a friendship. Monica's face during that was like this. I know. Whitney's hair extensions are wild. <laughs> she's she's just fully, she's like. She's the wild rose. I love it. The wild rose keeps you on your toes because you never know what corner she's gonna be turning next i will say this conversation was tense but they handled it very well i think and i think whitney is going through a lot of therapy right now yeah she's like she's a little too peaceful for my taste i like a as you guys know i want trouts i miss the wildest rose She's, I miss, oh, this is a setup. This is a fucking setup. But I, I miss, she seems like. When in doubt, sub- be wild like a rose. She- <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. And I think that she needs to heed her own advice. Wait, can you flip your hair down and then fully in your face and then say that again? When in doubt, be wild like a rose. <laughs> <laughs> I think she is like medicated. She goes, just be careful. Be careful with Meredith. She goes, what I think is you are throwing Angie under the bus because you are trying to win curry favor with Meredith and Heather. And I would be careful with both of them because it always comes back to you. Meredith will dig up dirt on you and she will threaten you one day. Rest assured. (laughs) Is Meredith just like being an attorney? Is this like what it's like to be friends with Mm -hmm. like a power bitch attorney woman? Just in your friend group, anticipate. You know, who's like time, a little bit volatile. It's like you have to. You always have to. You you need to always be anticipating something when you're friends with Meredith. It's like when I that scruff profile that's haunted me for years, where <laughs> the guy was into um, police role play, which red flag. And one of his, he goes, "If we hang out, there will be raids. Anticipate a raid because it will happen." 
Wait, like a like a lot of people will raid. I don't know what he meant, but he said like there will like he wrote with a cap. There will be raids. So like, and you don't know his thing was he was promising people that were willing to to meet him in that role play. Mm-hmm. They would never know when the raid would happen, and I feel like that's kind of Meredith's energy. You never know when the ambush will come. I'm obsessed with this guy. Oh, it was. I was visiting. This was 2013. I was visiting LA and I was on the east side near Los Feliz. And I saw, I was on Scruff and this guy was like this daddy. And he, the Scruff lets you do like novel size. This is very like 2013 vibes. And, but I loved. I'm sad for him that nowadays he probably can't be as open about his police no. fetish. A <laughs> cab got his ass. <laughs> But Damn, I, that sucks for him. But I love, there will, and that's kind of Meredith's vibe. She's like, there will be, like, an Inquisition. There will be disabled children. There will be disabled children. And there, there will, will be, be dirt. There will be dirt. Mm-hmm. Monica thinks that Angie and Meredith have something deeper than any of us understand, and it's going to blow up. I was like, what are you speaking of? Whitney goes, I don't really know what you're talking about. And then Monica goes, I feel like I am making a lot of sense right now. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this. I really don't like Monica. Like, she's irking me. Yeah. But I think she's doing really good on Housewives. Oh, I think for a newcomer, she's getting an A. Mm -hmm. This is, like, great first season. She's young. She's not afraid to rile people up. She's poor, in quotes. <laughs> she's, well, what? Come, I'm, I, I mean, like, no, poor in the so, way I'm poor. She's so poor that she has to go to Louis Vuitton and buy a bag. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's slaying, I mm, think. She's killing it. And then Whitney goes, Meredith, this is just like what she does. She goes, why can't Meredith have a normal hobby? Go to yoga, collect trinkets. <laughs> That's a good question. Then we have like a fake scene where Justin is going to go back to work after being out of work for a year. I was like, try three years. We're meant to believe that like this is the first time he and Whitney have had a conversation about like parental responsibilities with him going back to the office. She got him a Superman cake. Then no one ate it. She goes, he has got, (laughs) Justin has accepted a new job. So now we are both working parents. He had a non-compete for one year, so he did not work. Yeah, right. But now he's back in the workforce. I don't believe that. I'm obsessed with her daughter, Bobby's Justin Justina Bobby, or whatever her name is. Her blowout. Oh, Bobby was unreal. I'm obsessed. I said this redheaded queen. She I honestly needs Bobby. a Pantene contract. She does. Yesterday, she's gonna be. A firecracker. She is hair to the gods. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell people I haven't had a writing job in a while because I have a non-compete. Just say you're in a non-compete. Yeah. I'm going to start just... I think we should all just start using that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whitney's feeling slightly on edge because no sooner did Justin accept the job did he begin assuming gender norms in the household. Yeah, but I just think this conversation, I'm like, it's ha- this, it's is, this is planned ha- and weird, and this is like a produce, like, do better. 
Whitney's very worried that there's not going to be enough parental guidance around her kids because she's worried that her daughter's going to get that. I was like, okay, I'm in to have this conversation, but like talk, like dividing up like parental roles or being like, you think you are not going to do school drop off? I'm like, you're what? Like even yeah. he looked confused. He was like, why are we? Like, we talked about this last week. Yeah, like we've already discussed this, and there's not a problem. But oh, you don't think you will be doing drop offs? When I saw this scene. I said, this is a setup. This, this is, is a, a fucking, fucking setup. But we see a picture of Whitney as a cheerleader. It made me sad. And she said, when I was an, a teenager and Bobby's age, like a tween teenager, I was experiencing something that no one knew about because no, my parents, my fucking Diane Warren ass dad was oh, like, God, off. yeah, she wasn't around. She wasn't around. And her mom <laughs> doesn't sound like, she, I think her mom was like a good Mormon woman and like, probably like didn't want she to ruffle feathers. Tabernacle. She was at Tabernacle. So Whitney was like getting clearly getting like sexually abused, which is what has not been said out loud, but I think that's poor Whitney. Do you think that's what she's talking about? Yeah, or just like getting like falling into bad situations, hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah. Poor Whitney. She's worried about the Bobby. I think Bobby's going to be just fine. Yeah, that hair. No one's going to fuck with Bobby. Mm-mm, I wouldn't fuck with Bobby. I have nothing but respect for my queen. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Carrie, have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Every other week. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? So sick, but all is not lost because that's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any other on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use the code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off their Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who has siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I'm just obsessed with Angie and her husband's bed. It's literally the size of my old apartment. There's so many things. It's the size of this room. It's... It's no, it literally is. It literally is the size from of your this, stairwell to that to the wall. Yeah, that's to the, the wall. size of their bed. But there are things in their house that I'm like, excuse me, like their daughter's room has a fireplace in it. Yeah, I was like, wait, does she sleep in the living room? No, she just has a bedroom with a. Fi- but then I was like, there's a door open. And it looks like the dining room table is right there. Maybe she sleeps on the ground floor. Maybe she was like, I want my bedroom in the living room. And they yeah. were like, okay, all right, electric. But I was like. That, that is a name. real power move. I love that her name is Electra. Electra. And having a fireplace in your room is the huge dream of mine. Being named Electra and having a gay dad is like the, the dream. The dream of every A gay girl. hairdresser dad. Yeah, who's hot. And a fireplace in your room. And a mom who looks like a Egyptian You are now mask. like the queen of your school. Yes. And even if you're not... You You're be. the queen of life Just because if everything is going to be great. Um, her husband, Angie's kind of like, I look, I put all of my love and my affection towards Electra, towards being a mother. So like my husband and I basically haven't fucked in years. Well, because... also you have the biggest bed. Yeah. It's hard to crawl over to his side and yeah. get on top of him. <laughs> you have to schedule time. 
You have to take a mo- Disney World monorail. You don't even know if he's in the bed or not. <laughs> you you got to get your binoculars out and look to the other side. Get on a Nickelodeon. <laughs> no, you have to literally take like a monorail from Disney World. You need like an extending like arm. Tomorrowland. You need like a big thing to extend it <laughs> and go, hey, you over there? Like poke <laughs> and see. You have to like vertical limit climbing everest you have to over, repel over <laughs> to the other side of the bed. there are two climates in that bed yeah there's two times there's a different time zone in that bed there's oh my god it's unbelievable well also and i say this is someone who like gets the bulk of their physical contact from their dog <laughs> Which is great. It's, like, wonderful to cuddle with a dog at night. But there's something about, like, a full-size poodle sleeping in the bed that is a little bit, like, demonic to me. Oh, a a poodle with dyed fur? I'm not... I don't... I don't... I'm sorry. I don't like when people dye their dogs. I I don't like it either. I think it's it's weird. But, like... It's... it's, It wouldn't... I wouldn't necessarily think that about, like, a golden retriever or, like... Poodles are... Poodles are like they're I'm sorry. Like I feel like at any given time, all poodles could stand on their hind legs and just start speaking English. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like they're they all British like, men. They're like, we think like a- we're getting all this like alien news yeah. right now, but really they walk among us. And like a poodle, like I feel like full size poodles will one day just stand upright and, and be like, us. it was us all along. <laughs> Take the scene in Signs where the alien walks out of the hedge and replace it with a poodle walking on its hind legs. But there's something just like... There's something not right about them. It's and just something that's not right. I say this as someone that grew up with a schnoodle, you know? Oh, schnoodles are different. Poodle mix, great. Poodle mix, very different. On its Miniature own? poodles, very different. But like oh. the, a full-size poodle. But a full-size like black poodle, I would trust oh, that. I, like I that. would like have that around. Yeah. But it's like a full-size white poodle mm, something's not right Sorry. even like i don't even know if like a gray poodle i'm like you can't have that in the bed under the covers but his husband or, or his husband angie's <laughs> like basically my husband's not going to use needs that needs matt and i was like i'll meet him <laughs> you and all the rest of the men <laughs> i'll utah. get mine with the other ones yeah get on grinder yeah you're about to be in utah you should see if he's on grinder maybe i should i mean i'm sure i could probably from that distance even though it's like 100 miles away. I'm oh, sure. yeah. You're going to get every gay in a 100-mile radius. Heather and her daughters hit the slopes. I kind of blacked out during this. They're cute. But the TLDR is like one of her daughters is getting bullied and Heather feels bad. They're being bull- They're being like they're being passed notes apparently that say cunt because of the mom's book. So I'm assuming that these chil- are children of like devout Mormons. In the school, who but are, are you trying... allowed to even say the word "cunt" as a Mormon? Well, th- all religions are about hypocrisy, so I know. But like, I don't. I know. feel bad for her daughters, but I'm also like, moving along. Yeah. I was like, Next <laughs> scene. I went like this. I'm like, that's a wrap on the daughters. We've got a wrap. That's a wrap on Heather. <laughs> but I was being inspired to have a ski moment, and I thought for the first time in forever, I was like. Maybe I need to go skiing this winter. I do think Heather looks very powerful on the slopes. I like her. She's a she's like a queen of the slopes, and I'm like very. She's inspired. looking great. She looks amazing. Her skin is like glowing. I like that one on one look with her big old Gucci corset mm-hmm. pouring out of a corset. 
She She's pours. very like October in that course. Yeah. Lisa's hosting the girls for an opera vita. <laughs> Chalet moment. She's at the opera. Chalet. Opera no ski party. Op- vita. It's a vita tequila moment. The chalet. She's strolling around in the hugest fur coat and she's looking at all the decorations. She goes, It looks so good. <laughs> that may we all just like that's our job is just going, It looks amazing. No, I was like when we were doing our photo shoot, I was like try I was kind of channeling channeling Barlow, like just trying to be like, This is what it's like. You get glam and then you just are in charge of things and i was like this is the energy i'm trying to bring into like q4 mm-hmm. and same beyond is very much like it looks so good i don't like that move that over Delegating there and being like really ex- like in awe of your own thing i like the idea of being like a sought after event planner but all you do is just go which i guess probably is like you have a team that you work good. really hard until you get people and then you go move that there and move that over there. Oh, it looks so good. Looks so amazing. She goes, there's a byproduct working hard and that's called money. And she's not apologizing for the money that she's gotten from working hard. Lisa, and I love that about her. <laughs> Lisa is a full supporter of capitalism. She's a full Republican. She works hard and she's going to spend her money the exact way she wants to spend it. And if she loses a $60,000 ring, she's going to be sad about it. And honestly, I support it. Meredith exits her car and walks out in like a kind of cream sweater number. Like a little Valentino guy. Full Suspiria. I feel like whenever she's walking up to something, I feel like the world to me slows down. And Especially like, since she's wearing a cape. And she's just going... That's what I... I feel like I'm on Benzos and I'm watching her. Yeah. Are they doing a shot ski because it's like Andy Cohen? And I think they're in a ski lodge. Why well, no? But like, do you think it's like a little... Probably. Couldn't be me. But love and light for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angie looks like Cyclops from X-Men in these sunglasses. She looks fully... She's giving Jen Shaw a little... I know. She is picking up where Jen Shaw left mm-hmm. off. I wish she would take a page out of a different playbook because it's already been done once and we all have collected PTSD <laughs> from Ms. Shaw's exploits, but say la vie. The Apre Vita party is underway, and Lisa walks out and goes, wow, everyone looks so beautiful. She also goes, she does like a countdown to everyone taking a shot, and she goes, one, 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 two, two. The editors <laughs> give her an echo. I'm like, what? They are really just having fun with these women. She goes, get something to toast with. We're toasting. We're toasting. Get something to toast with. And then she gives a toast, and she goes, be who you are. Be who you want to be. Love. Cheers. And then... They all toast, but I love her. I love her so much. Heather uncorks a champagne and she goes, I learned this as a missionary in the south of France. <laughs> I want to know about that. Well, you got to read Bad Mormon. Mm, I don't want to read it. I know. Um, Monica goes up to baby girl Lisa and Monica's getting a crepe and... Didn't love this. They had a little chat and it starts off fine enough where Monica's like, I'm sorry, like, 
I'm sorry I got a little prickly with you in Palm Springs. And then Lisa's like, I don't like where you took it after the prickly. I don't like where you went post prickly. And she's like, well, sorry, but you're fucking materialistic. And like, blah, blah, blah. And Lisa goes, read the room. Everyone here is materialistic. <laughs> it's like, touche. Okay, I'm just going to go on a little screed. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Monica... I'm kind of like, stop pretending you're like a democratic socialist. Like you're literally like, if you could, you would be materialistic. So stop pretending like you don't, it doesn't appeal to you. Also, doesn't she drive a Range Rover? Yeah. I'm she's, I think she's just like full of shit and a jealous hater. I'm sorry. Welcome to life. Everyone's materialistic. I like, read the room, honey. And then as they're fighting, guess who walks in? <laughs> I have a video of it. Well, Monica goes, she goes, Lisa fucking like i'm so sick of her like she said like i ran into her once and she said she was getting on a private jet with snoop dog like blah 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 and then they get in this big fight because monica said that lisa said that she was on a private jet with snoop or wanted to be on a private jet and lisa said i've never said that she was if i wanted to hang out with snoop dog trust me i could hang out with snoop dog yeah she said they were in an airport and lisa was like upset about a delayed flight and went oh i could be on a private plane with snoop dogg right now and she goes i've been on lots of private jets but never with snoop dogg i would never say that and then <laughs> yes, lo and behold <laughs> with one wispy bang wait watch boom 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 <laughs> mary comes sauntering in and he looks like she's wearing a i feel like she's wearing like a full like burberry or like bottega look it looks like she's wearing a purse though (laughs) yeah she's like in a handbag Mm -hmm. she goes lord have mercy (laughs) and someone goes mary i love your outfit like what is it and she goes i don't know And then she sits down. She sits down with Monica, and Monica's like, hey, Mary, and she's eating her crepe, and she goes... She well, watches- first, oh, oh, Lisa oh. and Monica finish their little tiff, and Lisa goes, I feel like you're judging me without getting to know me, but, like, can't you just get to know me first and then judge me? And Monica goes, that wasn't my intention at all. And then Whitney goes, can you honor that that is not her intention? And then Lisa goes, well, uh, sure, we have different interests, and my interests are more expensive than hers. Fair. She's very real. I like her saying, can't you get to know me before she's talking shit about me? Like, I, yeah. I think that's like, <laughs> it's like ever, that's all you can hope for in this world. It's very Gwyneth Paltrow being like, what do you want me to pretend like I'm someone who makes $25,000 a year? Did she say that? Yeah. Love. Which is like, do you want her to pretend like that? I wish people... I mean, this is what this is the kind of chouse I'm talking about is like honesty because it that incites like absolute chouse in people because they're used to just being bullshitted all the time. I'm sick of like just I'm sick of all these celebs like no, Sophia Richie Grange saying, "How do you get through Fashion Week? Water." No, you have a driver. She. I wish she could just be like, "Have a driver." Well, it's also like be rich. Stop with the enough with the publications being like, how do you get through? Like, it's like shut the fuck up. Why don't you ask an interesting question for once in your goddamn history of being (laughs) a publication? Like, do something interesting. Mm -hmm. No one cares. No one cares. Be provocative for once. No one. We're in an era of non. No, but I am saying 
Q4 is about being fucking provocative. If you're not going to provoke or usher in a provocation you can go outside get the fuck out of here there's no time if you have to cry go outside yeah that's the that's the energy of q4 we're almost the end of the year where'd the time go there's no time left and now it's time (laughs) to provoke where'd the time go it is we have two months left i know charles and it's 80 degrees so then mary yeah sits down next to monica and she goes what are you getting monica goes a crepe and she goes "Ooh." Great. She goes, you like to eat. You eat a lot. You eat a lot. I was like, God, I love her. Every time I see you, you're always eating. She's just like this. <laughs> she's literally like this like baby empress. She's kind of um, Diana didn't slay as hard, obviously. But the way Diana sort of like was almost like carried around like a giant egg. That was like this precious like egg. young princess Diana. No, like Diana Jenkins from Beverly. Oh, Sorry, oh, oh, like the oh. way she kind of like moves through the world, like sort of this like China egg that everyone holds up. Do you know what I mean? Mary mm-hmm. is the same way. It's like she doesn't really like. She's just this. this she's stiff dowager. Mm-hmm. And she you goes, like, mm. "Do you ever eat vegetables?" Good question. I like her trolling. Remember when she said Jen's aunt should have eaten health more healthy, and she would never like scone. I mean. Where's God. the lie? Damn. Where's the f- brutal honesty? Mm-hmm. It takes you far. But everyone's like, no one. I like that everyone has agreed that Mary can just do whatever the fuck she wants to do. She's untouchable. You can't say anything. And it's she's almost God. like she's almost reached a point where like when she says that to you, it's almost like out of love. Like she, it's almost like she's talking to one of her, her lamb, her, her, what is that? Her flock. It kind of is though. She's like, she I'm... is someone who rules with by negging. Mm-hmm. It's like negging, and you'll probably never be able to do anything right. But it's coming from a place of disgust, but also caring. Yeah, and like Monica, I I do think to her credit, she takes it in stride. She's like, yeah, I know, I like to eat a lot. I could watch them interacting a lot. Like I like that duo because Monica has like a modicum of respect for someone for once in her life. <laughs> So she's like being respectful to the queen and kissing the ring. And I like to see that. I like to see her have a shred of humility. And Mary looks at Monica. Oh, no. Is he okay? <laughs> Mary looks at Mary looks at Monica as if she's like a vagabond on a train in, goes, the, in the 1900s. She just <laughs> looks at her like she's a full hobo. And I'm just really into it. Do I have... No one ever shows Mary the house that Monica lives in. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll see it now. I think I would love. I need like a camera on Mary at all times. The Lisa's getting a Vita cocktail, getting poured by like the down the ice luge by the bartender, and she looks at it and she goes, "Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. What's in this one?" As though she didn't like make up the recipes herself. I know. <laughs> Wild Rose approaches Monica, and she and she asks her again, "What do we think?" Meredith was threatening to expose about Angie K. She goes, it's time to really talk about the rumors. And Monica's like, "You are you sure you want to know the rumors? And she's like, yes, please tell me. What could it possibly be? So the rumor is that Angie's husband fucks men. <laughs> Monica goes, her husband fucks other men. And they have a total sham marriage. And it's open. And he steps out all the time. And Whitney goes, no. 
No, 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 no. No. Oh, the gay panic. I love it. No. 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 No, that's not right. No. No, I can't hear anymore. Don't tell me anything no. else. No. no, no, no. I'm going to throw up. I'm go- I feel I like so I'm go- I love someone. If someone told me that someone's husband was gay, I'd be crying laughing. <laughs> like, my reaction is so 180 degrees opposite from. You'd be like, hell yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, get him over here. Let's talk to them about it. And then I would not be like, tell me that gag. someone's husband is gay. What's the secret? Her husband is gay and fucks other men. No. I'm, I know. It's, he has a whole line, he has a rotation. They come on over and they suck his... They do rainbow roofs on his dick. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. They all wear different lipstick and blow them. <laughs> no. She goes, I, she goes, I feel as though I'm going to throw up. I was like, my God, I love the idea of a gay man, of a man fucking a, a straight... I was oh, like, this just... is the best case scenario. <laughs> I think you're... I think no, a lot more like... women are like... I, I don't know. I think it's... There's probably a lot more women than we know that are into that. But other women are probably a little still like... Ooh. I'd be like relieved. <laughs> you're... It's like not a... Like, no, I obviously... thought it was going to be some sort of like criminal... No, I know. But it's it shows you where they live. They live in a very... Even though like... They're a little more progressive. These more these bad. They're a bunch of bad Mormons. They still are like that's like a big shock. I to love this. that. That's the ultimate taboo. Still, no, not gay sex. Oh, you mean no. to tell me? He's no, 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 no. Sodomy. No. It's like they. It's like sodomy in their head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Then we goes, cut. <laughs> we just cut to a brief interlude with Heather and Mary, and Mary still hasn't moved from the seat that she sat down in originally. And she looks at Heather. She goes, "Heather, what made you want to wear that necklace?" And Heather goes, "I don't know. I like it. Matches the champagne. I had like earrings and much." And she goes, "You totally missed it on that one." And Heather goes, <laughs> "Again, another evidence of like Mary. It's not. I think at first I was like she's a." horrific like and she probably is evil in many ways um i don't think so but i think i've grown to realize that mary is simply just like this is the way she this is her love language is negging and i think heather sees that monica sees that she's an important figure to have around it and it's good in a housewives ensemble to have someone whose sole job is to refuse and also (laughs) like Keep people she, on their toes. And keep people humble. Yeah, she humbles. And that's like... That's what God does. But that's like the producers need a refuser because they're trying to come up with some bullshit for people to have to do. Yeah. So it's really refreshing when someone just refuses and the you know the producers can't get what they want. Mm-hmm. So she's keeping them humble. And then she's also keeping the other women on the show humble. It's I'm telling you, it's like what God... It's an, she's an this active. is what God, this was God's plan. God nags. God finally got on board yeah. with the housewives and was like, you know what? I've watched New York. I've watched Beverly Hills. But now I'm going to send one of my chosen ones to participate in Roll Sick. Mm-hmm. And God says Roll Sick. God said Roll Sick. Um, also, about Meredith spreading this rumor, Whitney goes, As a strong ally in the community and her connection with Galad, I expected more than her. I'm like, okay, Glad is the only... It's like, when they think of LGBT, they, meet, they just think of Glad. I love that. Um, 
So then Angie, they go, we must, Heather, I must tell Angie. She must know. And we, it's we time cut for to, Angie to know the truth. We also cut to Angie and she's sitting alone typing on her phone going, <laughs> what is she saying? She's like on Grinder with her husband. <laughs> she's like, ooh, you should fuck him. Yeah. So Whitney tells, takes Angie to the Vita Tequila Ice Luge and she goes, take a shot, take a drink. You are going to need it. She goes, it is time I want to be nipping this in the butt. And Monica goes, don't you mean bud? And Angie goes, it doesn't matter. Like, get over it. Like, let's move on. And then Whitney goes, tell her. And Monica goes, well, the rumor is that Sean likes to fuck other men. And then Angie. (laughs) Okay, I will say, not who cares, obviously, but she's not helping the case of like, that this is just that this is fake. Her reaction is so <laughs> it's so fake. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. Um oh no. She goes wow. <sighs> my husband and I have been together for 27 years. I think I would know. Then she says Meredith said that Sean's boyfriends are out in the streets and they need to be cool. And I was like, honestly, he is fucking other men because that is truly like the gays do be talking. (laughs) The gays, every day. The gays are out in these streets talking about who they fucked and who Who they're fucking and who's getting it. And I was like, okay, yeah, she's right. But her face, she goes, oh my God, this is so untrue, this rumor. (laughs) This is absolutely disgusting and i was like again like damn she should have just been like that's if anyone not true spread their legs in their marriage it's her and she goes she's an evil bitch and then we get like a fucking aronofsky-esque tracking shot of her walking through the vita tequila opera party mm-hmm. and going hey meredith do you have a second and she's about to fucking lay the smack down to be continued it says they didn't even show a preview of next week did mm-hmm. they I think Angie, if if she were to accurately dispel this rumor, if that's what she really, she could have just been like, "Oh my god, that's not true." Or she could go up to Meredith and she'd be like, "How'd you know?" And it's also none of your business. I just think I think in this day and age, like if you're reacting like that, it to me it just it's like okay, then this is true. If even if it's not true and you get defensive, people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's true." You know what I mean? So just play it cool i know it's hard to but i would just be like oh my god like why because he's a hairdresser like that's what i would say do you know what i mean yeah i would be like i would put it on meredith to like look bad instead of going Mm -hmm. oh my god no no i'm sick no i feel as though i'm going to throw up no no not that no 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 anything but that i'm curious i think it is true yeah, I do too. But and I like, think she knows all about it. Yeah. It's tough. I wish she'd just be like, yeah, so I thought everyone knew that. <laughs> it's hard. I want more. But then someone went to someone asked Meredith, like, is that the rumor that you were talking about? And she said, no, that's not the rumor I was talking about. Yes, it was. She just she's fucking smart. She's a gay son. She knows like it's not. So She said if she says no, then everyone will think there's even more rumors about them. You can't outsmart Meredith Marks. You have to wake up really early to get one over on her. Did I Mandela affect this? Like 
I feel like the, I saw in the trailer for this season before the show even came out, the season even started, that something about a Greek mafia, like the Greek crime syndicate. I thought like, that too. Why do I think? Maybe I just had a dream about it, but maybe I feel like. Maybe someone on the Patreon said that. I feel we like, were like, what do you think the rumor is? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what she's talking about. Meredith, cool. but I'm sure she's also like, and he's a faggot. <laughs> But, like, I think Meredith probably, like, quickly was, like, that's not... It's not in good taste anymore to, like, spread rumors like that and have that be scandalous because we're supposed to be in this, like... Well, also, it's rich coming from someone who was, like, people are commenting, like, speculating on my son's sexuality, and that's so bad. Yeah. Anyway. Meredith is kind of a flop. She is. And Jen actually was... For all her evilness, she was an ally when she was liking posts saying that Brooks was a twink. <laughs> because only a true a true hag would be would understand the context of that and l- think it's funny. So that's to me, I was like, okay, Jen's actually like hangs with gays. This makes me sad that Jen wasn't around. Actually, now that I think about it, because I would have loved her reaction and yeah. like. Knowing what went down between her and Angie K last season and getting to see like this moment mm-hmm. would have been fun. Yeah. I think Jen would have been like, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway. Anyways. So we're going to be doing a special Halloween episode uh, about like paranormal activity or just like spooky, creepy shit that's happened to our listeners so if you've had experience with the other side or just like something crazy that's like halloween-ish and spooky that's happened to you you can write an email or send a voice note to sexyuniquepodcast at gmail.com try to keep them concise you know as we always say keep them short and sweet but Mm -hmm. you know be do what you tell your story give us a chance to read your tale on air And if you have a mask or something that is as disturbing or on par with the disturbing nature of the pug mask, send pictures in of yourself. It's going to be hard. Of a before and after. It's hard to top that, but I feel like there's people out there. there, You Mm. probably have something that's like uncanny or strange Mm. or even like an article of clothing or Mm. just something or like a shoe or a purse that's like weird one shoe i want to see like what weird things are out there outside your building right now there's a pair of like loafers i know and they're it's a little freaky it's like someone it's like disappeared size, in si- some size 10 woman's loafers i know i was like one size too small <laughs> but it, it, the way they're positioned it's like someone literally just went it's re- it was it's rapture vibe it was the rapture <laughs> it's freaking me out a little because every time i walk by i'm like where'd that person go who's i'm always wondering that like whose shoes yeah whenever i see like shoes somewhere i'm like this is the one thing that shouldn't have been left behind (laughs) my in my hometown one time in in college my friends from home and i were all drinking and (laughs) we all got like blackout and my friend walked home and my other friend followed went the same route like an hour later and Mm -hmm. found her one shoe two shoe of my friend and like her wallet and other belongings and then left him on her porch like a little offering she'd like to, she'd gone shoeless during her walk home sometimes you gotta go shoeless yeah. 
Oh my God, we have 20 cult members now. This is huge. Wow. Lucy from London. Lucy from London. Danielle McMillan. Lady Swanchwood. Give no fucks. Malzatov. Tov. Diana Conkey. Diana Conkey? <laughs> is she new? Diana Conkey. Diana yeah. Conkey. Mary. Mary. Maisie McCarney. Maisie McCarney. Mike Earhart. Hart. Sharon Baum. Realtor. Realtor. Courtney Kesselman. Kesselman. Carrie Whitmer. Whitmer. Owlsby. Mariah Kay. Mariah Kay. Kathy West. Kathy West. Rochelle Martino. Martino. Kit Moore. Kit Moore. Nick Sidiris. Sidiris. Emily. Emily. Kim Lucas. Kim Lucas. And Jeffrey, Jeffrey Pradama. 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 Guys, the cult is 20 strong. That feels good for October. Come join. Come lock yourself up with us. Yeah, lock yourself into a cult. Let us lock you. Let us lock you. And by that, we mean say your name at the end of episodes <laughs> <laughs> and mispronounce it sometimes. Au revoir. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash podcast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.